the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hey folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. I always crack up a little bit when I hear that clip. If those of you who haven't heard it, that intro to the show, it's uh, from the movie called uh, uh, Army of Darkness with Bruce Campbell. He's a... He's a crazy guy. Um, has a sawed-off shotgun and a chainsaw, and he's fighting zombies. So I really don't know how you can go wrong with that, uh, but it's a lot of fun. We have some, a couple clips from him, but Army of Darkness with Bruce Campbell. Don't let your kids watch it. It's not a kid show. Anyway, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show on Facebook. We are on Instagram also. Amazingly, at Firing Line Radio Show. Also, uh, we are on Twitter, whatever that's worth, um, and our website. So if you want to get our podcast, FiringLineRadio.com. FiringLineRadio.com, the podcasts are up the following week of the show. So if you are in an area that doesn't receive the show, sign up for the podcast. They're still free. Actually, wait. Uh, I think my producer, Dan, told me they're going up to $35 a month uh, if you don't sign up by next month. Is that correct, Dan? Uh, well, we can discount it for, for special people. Okay, so if they sign up this month, it's still free, but we're going to have to start charging if they don't just get off the dime and sign up. Well, I... There you go. That's Dan. Sure, He's... Phil. Dan is also the accountant for the station. <laughs> is that why we're in trouble? <laughs> Anyway, folks, this this show, I wanted to focus on something special. Um, I'm going to call it the rifle show because I want to talk about bolt action rifles. Now, those of you who just want to shoot Glocks and black guns, don't groan. Okay, we're going to get around to that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have some great guys coming on talking about uh, that in the, in the near future. But I've had a lot of people coming up to me who have never hunted before, more than ever. I mean, I've been doing this a long time and been hunting and shooting a long time. But more than ever, people have been coming up to me and saying, hey, I want to start hunting. I want to get into hunting. What do I do first? And it's been kind of a, a unique thing because it really is a pleasure to help people get set up. I think some of the worst things that happen is a guy will try and do it on his own. He goes to a big five and, you know, whatever the clerk has on sale is what he goes home with. And it's not going to be exactly what he wants for whatever purposes he feels in most, most of the time. Sometimes you get lucky, but most of the time, if you're not dealing with somebody who's going to give you the professional advice you need to make the right decisions and explain what the differences are, you have a very high probability of getting the wrong thing. If I played golf, I don't. But if I played golf and I went on eBay and bought some golf clubs and said, okay, I'm now a golfer, 
Those of you who play golf, you know that's really a bad way to do it. You don't know if it fits you right. I don't know if the the lengths are right or the weight of the club or anything. So if you just do this on your own, you're setting yourself up for some heartache and we want to take that away. Now, personally, I was very fortunate because when I was 15 or 16 years old, half a mile from my house in a beautiful Charter Oak, California, a gun store opened up and the owner of that store was into hunting and shooting that was the whole purpose of the store. It, it really was a hunting store. It had a lot of reloading equipment, but bolt-action rifles and shotguns, hunting shotguns, kind of ruled the the whole rack and pistols. So it was it was long before long before the black rifle craze. I mean, we're talking 1982, 80, 1980, something like that. So when this all went on, and I was able to finally finagle wine and cajole my way into a job there cleaning the glass and emptying the trash and and I learned a lot and so that's that helped me out a lot we had a lot of people coming in buying their first rifle and, and got to go through this with a lot of people anyway uh, doesn't mean if you want to if you want to have a, a hunting if you want to go hunting you don't have to go buy a rifle some people even inherit them a matter of fact a friend came over last week he had a, a rifle he inherited from his uncle so we took the thing apart Look, took a look at it, found out that whoever had built this thing, and it's an old, old Enfield in 30-06, you know, they glass bedded it. It didn't fit him, so he's going to have to do some stock adjustments, but we talked about that. It needs a trigger um, to make it a, an adequate hunting rifle. It needs new optics. So he was able very quickly to kind of, well, diagnose what he had and, and where it goes from there. So it's just been interesting how many people are uh, are brand new at this point in time into getting into hunting. And when I got that job way back when, and I'm talking way back when, um, it was kind of my my personal rebellion. My mother to this day is anti-gun. Oh my goodness. She makes Diane Feinstein look like a, a lunatic. Um, but so my teenage rebellion was I got a job in a gun store and that, that showed her. But it's important that Everybody, when they're starting off, gets the right foundation. So we're going to start right at the basics as far as bolt-action rifles. What is a bolt-action rifle? Seriously, you do know what that is or you shouldn't be listening to my show. But they come in different sizes, and that's an important factor. Each size should be caliber-specific. So you can have a mini-action, which would be something like a two twenty-three. It's smaller than what's called a standard short-action. So you can have a... The action is the part where the bolt resides on the rifle. The bolt pushes the the bullet or the cartridge forward into the chamber, locks it in during firing. When it's opened up, it ejects a spent round. So the size of that opening, the size of that action is determined by the cartridge you choose to shoot out of it. So a smaller action, like a two twenty three is is going to be very specific. If you get a bolt-action rifle built in two twenty three, it's only going to be able to service cartridges that length. The next step up from that is what they call a short-action, traditional short-action. Now, short-actions are extremely popular in target shooting. They're very popular for, like, the PRS games and so forth. They can shoot a fairly potent cartridge. Very good for target and for... for uh, 
for target and and prs stuff and for most hunting applications not all by a long shot but for most hunting applications out to two three hundred yards they have plenty of power to do the job and a short action is what that's called and it basically is based off of what's called a 308 caliber length bullet or 2.01 inch cartridge that's just the brass shell they're about two inches in length and those would fit in what's called a short action cartridge now just because the action is short and and it's normally shoots off of 308 based cartridges there are many others like the creedmoor that aren't 308 based but there's all different kinds of of cartridges that fit in that size category but just off of the 308 there's variations all the way down to a 243 um a 2708 the um 7mm 08, 308, each of those designates a different bullet diameter and kind of a different weight class. A 243, if somebody was going to hunt no bigger than deer-sized game out to three, 400 yards, yes, the cartridge is capable of more, but that's an experienced shooter. So for a, for a novice 300 yards, a 243 is an excellent choice because you can get hunting weight bullets excellent accuracy. You can also go all the way down to target bullets or varmint bullets in that. When you're looking at a 243, a very important thing to consider is what's called the rate of twist. So if I'm in the weeds already, I apologize, but we got three more segments here, so hang tight. So when the cartridge is detonated by the primer exploding and the powder burning and the gas is building up and it's pushing the barrel down the cha- or the bullet down the chamber into the rifling inside your barrel is there's a difference of uh, what are called lands and grooves it's the twist it's if you ever looked down a barrel hopefully from the breech side if you look down the barrel you're going to see circular lines all the way through well those are the, that's the rifling of the bullet for lack of a better term or or longer discussion and how fast that rifling turns is called the rate of twist a very fast rate of twist is a one in seven. You can see that on some of the specialized firearms. A very slow rate of twist is a one in 14, and you see that on something like a 35 wheelin or even a, an old target 308 might have a one in 14 twist. So in between that uh, are different rates, and those rates are determined to give stability to the projectile you're shooting. Just like when you throw a football, if you've got a tight spiral, that ball flies farther. If you uh, throw it like a duck, who knows where it's going to go, right? Besides getting intercepted. So the rate of twist puts the gyroscopic spin and stabilizes the bullet. The faster the twist, the better it can stabilize. And they use that specifically for longer projectiles that needs super stabilization for longer ranges but most of the cartridges are going to have something around a one and ten inch twist that means your your bullet will turn one time going down the barrel every 10 inches of barrel length that's called your rate of twist so it's important in a 243 if you're going to hunt or use heavier bullets that you have a faster twist a one and eight probably so it's a special special barrel if you're going to go the 243 route that's what you want to look for can't believe we're already out of time we only got about (laughs) one third of what i wanted to talk about in that section we'll be right back firing line radio firinglineradio.com a message from vince the owner of bullseye sport guns and ammo in riverside if you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm whether for hunting home defense or recreational shooting it is important to take the next step 
and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because at Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, welcome back to Boomstick Radio. And you know, I know you know, but every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, our conversation is going to talk about. Second Amendment rights, hunting, gun rights, uh, tactical stuff, everything that's good in America and that's blessed by the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Our faithful companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been our longtime sponsor, Vince Torres of Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. Now, you've heard me talk about the Gun of the Month Challenge. We actually created this as a uh, how do you do to Sacramento or excremento as it's properly called when they decided to make a law that you could only buy one gun a month, well, we took that as a challenge. So we have the gun of the month challenge. Every month, Vince is going to have a special. Go in there and check it out at bullseyesport.com. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, where the Inland Empire gets their guns and ammo, 951-823-0211. That's 953-823-0211. Or visit their website, bullseyesport.com bullseyesport.com. Go see Vince, get a great firearm, and have this discussion that we're having here with them there. They can help you out on your rifle selection. Hey, as I left last segment, we were talking about short actions uh, that are on a bolt-action rifle. The cartridges available on those range from uh, 243 or 243 Ackley even to 260, the 6.5 Creedmoor, very popular target round right now, 7mm 08, 308, since 1954, it's kind of ruled that class, and a 338 Federal, which is a 33 caliber 338, uh, shoots a very heavy bullet, not very fast, but a very heavy bullet for specific purposes. A lot of guys are using those in uh, suppressed rifles in Texas to take out a whole bunch of hogs. So that everything has its own place, and that's what we're talking about here. 
the next step up. If you have a short action, short action, short cartridge. Let's talk about long action. Long action, long cartridge, or at least we'll call them medium-sized cartridges in this discussion. What is a medium-sized cartridge? Well, it's about two and a 2.2, 2.3 inches long as far as the brass is concerned. It's basically your 30-06 caliber, 30-06 um not caliber, but 30, your 30 out six cartridge necked up, neck down, all the way around. So a uh, 25-06 stands for 25 caliber for the bullet, out six, meaning it's been based off the 30 out six cartridge. So that's pretty much the beginning of your longer action cartridges that are suitable for hunting. 25 out six is a fantastic round. You can get up to 120 grain bullet. It's adequate for deer, some elk. All right. If you're in the right hands, it can do a number on elk. It's a little on the light side in general, but in some hands, it's it's done a nice job. But the 25-06 is a fantastically flat, fast shooting round. It can even be modified into an Ackley, like I, I did mine, if you just need to uh, increase your speed on that. Next step up from that is a 270. For an all-around beginner's hunter rifle, you are going to be very, very hard-pressed to beat a 270. You have bullet selection from 90 grains all the way up to 165. It can take elk very easily. Um, might be a little light. It's light for moose, okay? Moose is a huge animal. But for elk, it's more than adequate for elk. You do not need a magnum to hunt. Uh, the 270 is perfect for that. For deer, as far as the long-range capabilities in a standard 1 and 10-inch twist, it's got a 600-yard range for deer, um, maybe 455 for elk. Uh, we're looking at how much power it delivers on the uh, on the other end, and depending on your ability to fire that rifle. Can it be shot farther? Yes. Have I shot mine farther? Yes. But this is for beginners. So the 270, I think, is a great round. Next step up from that is what's called the 280. The 280 is also a fantastic round. It's almost identical to the 270. has a slightly wider bullet in a 7 millimeter. And then that can also be improved, called a 280 AI, which is a great cartridge, almost on par, very, very close on par with a 7 millimeter Magnum without the extra blast and recoil and 10 extra grains of powder. So very interesting. The 270 AI, 280 AI are really under, under, uh, promoted cartridges. They are amazingly efficient and quite deadly on the target field and, uh, and in hunting. Next step up from that, you're looking at your 30-06. 30-06 is the venerable 30-06 created in 1906. So it looks like we've got, what, 113 years of history with this cartridge. It has done everything. It is the workhorse. Uh, it's the thing that dreams were made from because people took the 30-06 and they said, well, what if, how could we improve it? What if we did this? What if we did that? And that gave us an entire, all the other cartridges I just talked about, it gave us all of those from the granddaddy. 30-06. If you have a 30-06, there's nothing wrong with that cartridge. It can do it all. Um, moose have been shot with it. Bears have been shot with it. Uh, targets, uh, competitions have been won with the 30-06. So it's got a great bullet selection from about 100 grains, that which is the weight of a bullet. It's a very light bullet, up to 230 grains, you can or 240 actually, you can shoot out of that rifle. 240, it's working too hard. You don't have any velocity, but it does have that breadth of a range in the 30 caliber field. So that's an important thing to think about. Um, 30-06 does a lot of things well. It doesn't do one thing the best. 
other than if you wanted a jack of all trades. Um, it's not faster or flatter than the 270 or the 280. It does shoot a heavier bullet, but it doesn't shoot them as well as some of the bigger bullets, like a 338 So it, it, if one thing to do most things well is a 30 6 If you want to be more specific, then you need to, to pick and choose what you're actually trying to accomplish with that cartridge rifle combination. You want to shoot prairie dogs, 30 6 isn't your bet. Could it do it? Yes. Are you going to be tired at the end of the day and not be able to move your right arm? Yeah. Yeah, probably. So it does a lot of things well. Um, so it's it's the the general workhorse. It's the crescent wrench of your toolbox is the 30-06. It does a lot of things well. doesn't do everything perfectly, but that's where that's at. Next step up from that, as I mentioned, 338-06. Great cartridge. Very, very underserved. 338-06 can shoot a much heavier bullet than the 30-06. Faster and with lower pressures than a 30 6 can. So if you wanted to go to an elk cartridge, 338-06 in a standard rifle is probably about your best bet. You're able to put a 225 grain bullet at 27, 2800 feet a second in a standard barrel configuration. So all the power you need uh, from there. The next step up, even in a long action, still in long action style rifles, are going to be the Magnum class. And on a Magnum class, you're adding a lot more velocity and power and pressure into your system. So you're going to end up with more recoil. You're going to end up with more muzzle blast. A lot of people that can be a giant detriment if you are a brand new shooter. I don't think it's helping anybody when they're brand new to shooting to give them a 7 mag or a 300 wind mag. I see it, I see it often. And it's not fair to the new shooters. There's too many things going on in that system to learn good fundamentals consistently and not end up being afraid of the rifle. Uh, even if you have a good recoil pad or recoil management, the blast from a 300 Winchester Magnum is huge. It intimidates most people, uh, who, especially when you're just learning to shoot. And if somebody has a ported rifle, it's almost on the unimaginable scale as far as the blast is concerned, uh, especially in a hunting situation. You most definitely need to have hearing protection. But there are places for the Magnums. I enjoy shooting Magnum rifles. I enjoy them because I like the performance. I like to be able to shoot as far as I can see and sometimes farther. But it's, you know, not just for hunting, but for practical applications and to be able to deliver a heavy bullet at distance is kind of a a neat thing to do. But the Magnums are designed for that. A 257 Weatherby Magnum is one of the faster faster production cartridges available, but the 25 caliber doesn't have a lot of high ballistic coefficient options. So it's extremely fast and flat shooting out to four or 500 yards, and then it kind of peels off. But, you know, for that weight class for the 25 caliber, it's fine. I mean, it's actually it's a very good weapon. Next up from that traditionally is the 7 mag, uh, which is a shortened uh, 300 Winchester Magnum neck down to 7. So it's actually the same length as a 338 Win Mag. But it's in 7 mag, very popular. Remington came out with this in the early 60s. It put them on the map. Um, lots and lots of people shoot a 7 mag if it has a very high BC bullet. And the great thing that w- that Remington did that Winchester missed the boat on in 1960s is when they first chambered this rifle, they made it standard in a one and nine or one and nine and a quarter twist. 
Remember that twist rate. That meant that it could shoot higher ballistic coefficient bullets and get them stabilized over a 30 caliber. And why that's important is a higher ballistic coefficient bullet, your bullet has more gas mileage. It's going to go farther on the same amount of, of powder charge than a bullet that doesn't. So let's just consider BC. The higher the BC number, the better gas mileage. So the 7 mag had had that advantage since the early 60s, and it hasn't really let up. The 300 Win mag, great cartridge, but the bullet design has slowed it down. So, folks, this is Philip Naiman. We're on the Rifle Show here, uh, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at FiringLineRadio.com. We'll be right back after this. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persians, come and get them. Hey, folks, Philip Damon, Firing Line Radio Show. It's a Mulan Labe Saturday, but isn't it always a Mulan Labe Saturday? I mean, let's be honest, right? It always is. Hey, Firing Line Radio Show, check us out at FiringLineRadio.com. Get the podcast. And as uh, Dr. Dan said a little bit earlier here, they're still free right now. We're going to have to start charging if you don't get up there and get those free podcasts. Anyway, uh, just want to encourage you to do the right thing. Last couple sections, we're talking about the rifle show here. We're talking about bolt-action rifles and trying to give new people who are in, want to get into the sport some background information they can use and get the right the right tool for the right job, whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish. We, we uh, talked about short action cartridges and uh, short actions on a rifle, long actions. We're talking about the Magnum class right now, 257 Weatherby, 7 Mag. Uh, a Wildcat that I adopted and, and absolutely love is what's called a 270-300. It's a 300 Weatherby, or excuse me, 300 Winchester Magnum. Simply run through a reloading die one time and shoots it. 27 caliber bullet. So I'm able to get a higher BC or higher gas mileage bullet with the same uh, powder capacity as a 300 wind mag. And it's, it's been awesome. I absolutely love that. So we're talking about the 300 Winchester Magnum, which came out in 1963. Now, these are all based off of an older cartridge called the 375 Holland and Holland, which I think was around since 1912, something, something in that area. In order to control the pressure spikes that were found in hunting in the Congo and the CAR and so forth, when your ammunition temperature got to be 120 degrees, on the 375, they actually put an added piece of brass around 
the cartridge. It's called a belt. So the 375 Holland and Holland, to my knowledge, is the first belted cartridge. And it was able to do that, or they put it on there to control that. The other thing that they did is because the 375 Holland and Holland had a highly tapered cartridge, meaning wide at the base, narrow at the shoulders. Um, and they did that because you were shooting them in side by sides and it helped with the ejection having it obviously be like kind of like a pie shape, it would eject out of the, the firearm easier and load easier. Anyway, so they would measure the chamber when the gunsmith cut it from the front face of that belt. And so it was head spaced, which is what they call cutting that chamber off the belt. So they continued that operation all the way through. And anytime they modified that cartridge, such as the 300 Winchester Magnum or the 7mm Remington Magnum, all based off of that cartridge. Traditionally, they head-spaced off the belt. So a custom gunsmith doesn't typically do that. They will set the chamber length and dimensions from the front shoulder of the cartridge. Even on a belted cartridge, you can still do that, but it's it takes a gunsmith to, to do that properly. Anyway, a lot of people these days are concerned about the belts. They don't like the belts. The belt is immaterial. Uh, it doesn't do anything wrong. You can have a, a rifle head spaced off the shoulder if you are that into it. But I shoot lots of belted cartridges. They all go bang. They all send the, the shiny thing down the road. So it's a, it's a good thing. So the 300 Winchester Magnum, extremely popular. It was used as sniper round for quite a while. I think it made its debut in Vietnam as a sniper round. It also had a... Um, couple of stints i think in the in the more recent more recent uh conflagrations in in the sandbox so 300 winchester magnum can shoot a 200 grain bullet about 3000 feet a second about it's pushing it pretty hard but that's the power class whereas in a 30 out 6 the 200 grain bullet will shoot at about 2600 feet a second so big, big difference downrange. So that's an important thing. Stepping up from the 300 Winchester Magnum, you have the 338 Win Mag, which oddly enough is not bigger than the 300 Win Mag. It's a tenth of an inch shorter. Shoots a larger diameter bullet with less powder capacity. 338 Winchester Magnum is a great cartridge, very efficient for deer or for elk. Uh, it shoots a very heavy bullet, pretty, pretty good weights. Uh, 225 grain bullet about 2700 feet a second so it's got plenty of power but it's just interesting that they actually shortened it from the 300 wind mag um, i would have obviously preferred they add more power more powder then from here we step up to the uber mags and honestly if you are a brand new shooter or hunter or want to get into this please don't start with the uber mag Please, it's just, it's not going to set you up well. You're going to have horrible shooting fundamentals because these guns are very finicky and the blast is amazing. So the Uber mags, they kind of start about the, with what's called the Remington Ultra Mag. And there's, there's short action Ultra Mags. We didn't even get into those, but short action Ultra Mags, um, the Remington Ultra Mags, they're a fatter cartridge than the traditional 375 H&H based. They are fatter. They don't have a belt. They take up that additional space with powder capacity. Um, the short action Magnums, Winchester has a line of them. Remington has a line of them. Lots of people have lines of them. The short action Ultra Magnums are trying to give Magnum power in a short action platform. Doesn't always work as advertised. One of the reasons is if you're shooting a long heavy cartridge 
in a short action, you're going to be dictated to your overall length of your cartridge by the magazine length, which is set up for shorter cartridges. So if I have a uh, 200 grain 30 caliber bullet and I want to shoot it in a short magnum, that bullet is going to be seated so far into the case that I'm taking up some of the powder room. I just simply don't have enough volume left for powder. And that's that's a sad thing when you don't have enough room for more gunpowder because that's you know, that's what makes the world go bang. So the short action ultra magnums in theory have the same capacity. In practice, they typically don't. And you're going to find you're going to be 100 to 150, sometimes 200 feet a second slower than the long cartridge magnums. Now, there's a long argument that shorter, fatter cartridges are more efficient, they're more accurate. You know what? Everything is everything is relative. If you are missing your wind call, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, if you're hunting an animal that you want to have more power on it, then that's where you want to be. You might be less efficient, but you've got more power. My my diesel truck is less efficient than a Prius, but if we put a rope at the back of them and hit the gas, I think I'm going to take the Prius for a ride. I'm just saying. Nothing against you Priuses. I think they're great. They fill up my gas tank with them. Um, <clears throat> but nothing against them. Anyway, so the, the Uber Magnums, 7 rum, 300 rum. Rum stands for Remington Ultra Magnum. Uh, 300 rum, I think, is one of the best cartridges f- out there. It, it's highly efficient. It adds... Um, how much? Jeez, it adds 300 feet a second to the Winchester Magnum. So I can get... 3,000 feet a second with a 190 and 3,350 with my 300 Remington Ultra Magnum. But that's not the first gun I ever bought. It's something I've kind of worked into. It's a great cartridge, unbelievable power for hunting. But again, it's got, it's got muzzle blast. If you don't wear, if you don't wear hearing protection and you're in the field with that, think about this one shot without hearing protection on, you could permanently damage your hearing because it has a muzzle brake on it. So you have to be very determined. I, you know, I talked about them before. I use those inner ears, the uh, Silinx, Silinx uh, hearing protection, and you would go deaf shooting some of these guns without it. And you have to be cognizant. If you're hunting with a buddy, you don't just pick up a gun like that and shoot it. It is, he has every right to beat you flat if you do that to him. All right. If you shoot your gun behind him or something like that, unless you're being charged by a grizzly bear uh, and you turn around and he punches you in the face, you deserved it. Right. If it was me, I'm going to punch you more than once. You just don't do that to people. You if you're running around with one of those weapons, you have to understand how it's used, what the who's around you. And you have to be polite. How's that? In, In hunting circles, if you're not polite, you get punched, and that's a good way to get punched. So uh, moving up from the Ultra Magnums, the next one up, we have the 338 Ultra Mag. Great cartridge. Great cartridge. Very efficient. Step up from that is a 338 Lapua. Everybody wants to be a Lapua. It's like uh, the Dr. Pepper commercial. I'm a Lapua. You're a Lapua, right? Be a, everybody wants to be a Lapua. Everybody wants to be Chris Kyle and shooting the Lapua. It's a great cartridge. The 338 Remington Ultra Mag it, ballistically is right there. It's an underserved, under-promoted cartridge. 338 uh, Lapua Magnum requires a larger bolt-face diameter to shoot it consistently. Some people will build them on a Remington 700 action. I have had a lot of competent gunsmiths tell me they don't think that's a very good idea. So you want to make sure that you have an even bigger action if you're dealing with a 338 Lapua or some of the help us Lord 
cartridges called like the Shaytax or the uh, Mercenaries or some of these unbelievably powerful long-range um, artillery pieces. I think uh, we go from the Uber Mag, the next step up, we're just going to call them an artillery piece because they really should be a crew-served weapon. Uh, the 3378s in that category, huge cartridge, great power, great hunting, but it's it's a big boy. So anyway, folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back after this. You're going to join us as we talk about some of the different rifles for the newbies, which is UB, after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Hey, folks, I hope you're being entertained. I hope you're being a little bit educated, too, because this is the rifle show. The Rifle Show. Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio. Check us out on Facebook at Firing Line Radio Show, FiringLineRadio.com. We're talking all about rifles, trying to give a little bit of background for people who are brand new. Uh, like I said in the beginning, a lot of people are asking me coming up, hey, I've never hunted before. I want to get into hunting. What should I do? So, hey, this show is for you. Bolt Action Rifles is what we're talking about. We talked about um, everything from 223s all the way up to the uber magnums and uh and above the uber magnums and the artillery pieces but let's talk now about three common i'm gonna try and get to all three of them three common bolt action rifles that if you walked into bullseye sports you're going to see them on the wall and let's talk about that so i'm going to grab the first one here to my right your left if you're playing along at home this ended up being a savage okay um savage Let's be honest, folks. Savage in the in the old days did not have a very good reputation. It was known as kind of a cheaper gun. Savage nowadays is unbelievable quality. Uh, I've hunted with savages, and I've hunted with savage rifles. But anyway, um, <laughs> so what I have before me here, I have a Savage Model Sixteen. Um, not that I would actually have a firearm in the studio because. That might be uh, against company policy. But if I did, and it was a stainless steel Savage Model 16 in 7mm 08, it would, let me tell you what, what it might look like. So, um, oh, that's another thing. Finishes. Most firearms come in a chromoly or steel finish. It's a blued steel, which is actually an oxidized rust, but is a quite, quite beautiful uh, blue, kind of shiny in the field. People have taken it from that and they go to a matte finish, which is 
more useful in the field, but not, not as pretty. Or they do what's called seracoding, meaning they're, they'll actually take it in and have it coated or duracoated or some other coating on it to change to whatever color they want. This particular firearm is, is more of a target rifle for me. I got it to try and play some of that PRS games. 7mm 08, it's a short action. What's nice about the Savage is it has what's called a barrel nut. All right, not just me, but actually a barrel nut. So the the barrel nut on this goes on the front end of the action, and it helps attach the barrel. What's unique about this is it allows Savages to be extremely versatile for somebody who wants to actually change the barrel. You don't have to send it to a gunsmith and wait six months, nine months, four years, <laughs> or longer. You don't have to wait for them. Uh, with a good vice and the proper tools and enough uh, viewing of YouTube channels, you can figure out how to do this. A barrel can be unscrewed and screwed back on with a go, no-go gauge, and you're ready to go. So you could change calibers. So this 7mm 08, I could unscrew this barrel and put a 243 barrel on. They actually sell them excuse me, they actually sell them pre-threaded, pre-chambered for the Savage. It's a takeoff barrel. Take this one off. If it's for whatever reason, it's not working. I could put a 243 on this gun. I could put a Creedmoor on this gun. I could put a 260 Remington on this gun or a 308 or a 338 Federal. Anything in that short action based class that would use a 308 standard head, um, head for my bolt, I can reach, 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 barrel this at any time. And the barrels are not that expensive. If you do it yourself, it's it's pretty economical. So the Savage Action is known for that. The other thing that's just unique about a Savage, and I'm talking about the specific model numbers like model 10 through 16, that has to do with the short action. Also, the long actions are have three digits. So 110 through 116, um, those are their longer actions. But they are highly quality designed pieces. All right. If you're going to buy a Savage, there's also a Savage Axis, which is their lower end, like a Remington 783. It's if you're going to use this rifle a lot, you're going to make modifications. You're probably going to end up having to change out things on it, and it will cost you as much to buy the the other weapon initially as to make the modifications to make it as easy to do that. So modifications I've, that I've done on this particular one, number one is I wanted it with an with a Accu stock. Accu stock is a Savage feature. It is an aluminum bedding inside of a fiberglass stock. So you have a solid aluminum bed to bolt your rifle to. You should still, you should still have it glass bedded. We'll talk about that some other time, but at least skim bedded in there for ultimate inaccuracy. But it's nice to have a very stiff platform on your stock. If your stock is, is like a Remington SPS, which is their, their lower level Model 700 stocks, you can literally grab the pistol grip of it, the forend, and twist and feel the movement in that in that stock. Um, folks, you can't do that with a McMillan <laughs> or an AccuStock or some of the other quality stocks. You need to have a solid stock because that's the basis. That's your foundation for your entire shooting system. It starts with that. With the proper stock, solid stock, and good bedding, then you're set up for accuracy. The other thing that's nice about the Savage is it has what's called an Accu Trigger. The Accu Trigger is an adjustable two-stage trigger. Um, not exactly a two-stage, but it kind of feels like one. There's a blade down the middle of the trigger. Now, when I first saw them, I didn't like them because it was different. 
And those of us in the firearm field, we don't change very well. We're, we're stuck on stupid and anything new is different, so it must be stupid. But this particular blade, when you apply pressure to the trigger, it comes back into contact with it and now it's allowed to shoot. So it's a little bit of a safety feature. And once you learn to, to shoot with it, uh, you understand where it's at. So it's a nice feature. The Accu trigger is adjustable and an adjustable trigger in a bolt action system is extremely important. Most firearms come with what's called a lawyer trigger meaning it's about eight and a half to 12 pounds of pressure. It's an impossibility to shoot it accurately with, with a trigger like that. So the Accu trigger saves you from buying a new trigger. The Accu stock saves you from buying a new stock. They're known for reliability and accuracy. I think the Savage, uh, the Savage series is fantastic. I have the Long Range Hunter in 6.5284. Great cartridge. Um, I forgot to even mention that one. Forgive me. Guys who shoot 6'5", 284s, I've, I've let you down. Anyway, so the other modifications you can do is you can get some of these bolt-action rifles with a detachable box magazine. Uh, Savage has their own style of detachable box magazine it comes with. Or you can do something like send it to a gunsmith, uh, CDI Gunworks out of Florida. They're still there after the hurricane. CDI Gunworks out of Florida can actually modify the bottom of the rifle so it can fit what are called AIS magazines, Accuracy, Accuracy International System magazines, which is kind of the standard. So it would go from a proprietary a proprietary Savage magazine to the standard 308 magazines that can be used across all of your different rifles. So that's kind of nice. It's, it's, uh, it costs a little bit to get that done, but if you're going to use this gun for something like a PRS or a match gun, or if you want to just shoot it a lot, having a detachable box magazine is great. A detachable box magazine is not necessary for hunting. Matter of fact, it's only on two of my hunting rifles, this being one of them. The majority of mine are either blind magazines or just have a um, detachable floor plate. The floor plate opens up and I can dump things out. You don't need to be racking. Scratch that. You shouldn't need to be racking magazine after magazine when you're hunting. You're hunting uh, prairie dogs. They're coming in that fast, that furious. You're at a rabid prairie dog town. You need to leave. Because if, if the prairie dogs are charging you and you need another mag, um, life is difficult for you. So detachable magazines are nice to have. They're not a have to have. Another feature we did on this, uh, on this Savage, got this off of eBay. So eBay and YouTube, right? Um, I bought a tactical bolt handle for very inexpensive off of eBay. And I looked on YouTube and it says, here's how you replace it. And it was like one Allen wrench and even I could fix it. So it's nice. I've got a big heavy bolt on it. Um, and that's also nice. So then you can put it, whatever, whatever, whatever's a great descriptive word. Sorry. Those of you actually trying to listen to this, um, you can put a scope mount across this. I prefer a one piece mount that goes across the action. It tends to add a little more stiffness to it. So typically you're going to find that in a Picatinny rail system, but get a one piece act, one piece Picatinny rail. If you plan on shooting at extended ranges, you can get one that has a slight ramp to it, 10, 15, 20 degrees. That will help you with a short action cartridge, extend your range. If you want to shoot steel out to however far you can see. And of course, um, 
if you're going to go with optics, I think you should always take a look at the Vortex line. They have everything from from their Diamondback series, which I have on a couple of my rifles, all the way up to the Razors. There's something in the line for everybody with world-class VIP warranty. You break it, they bought it. That's the way that works. They're not the only game in town. I think that for the value proposition, that's what we're talking about on this show, the value proposition of your money for glass, you're hard-pressed to beat the Vortex. So different... different, uh, different models for different applications. And I am out of time, and I never got to the Remington 700 or the Winchester Model 70 or anything else I want to talk about. But this is The Rifle Show. Thanks for joining me, and we'll be back next week. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. The Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>